Hey, this is Matt from Rockford, Illinois, and you're listening to Pipes, Pours, and Pals with your pal Justin and your pal Nate. How you doing today, buddy? Oh, pretty fantastic, brother. How you doing? Man, I'm so good. Yeah. Thanks to our friend Matt from Rockford, Illinois. That was perfect. Dude, he nailed it. He did perfect. Nailed it. Fantastic. Yeah. We didn't have to introduce ourselves. Thank you, Matt. That was awesome. Man, I don't think I've ever had a better introduction. Well, I don't know if I'd go that far. I don't think anybody's ever introduced me better than that. Well, that's, I mean, honestly, it's kind of hurtful, but... <laughs> have you introduced me before? No, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you got hurt and then you couldn't think of a single... <laughs> You couldn't think of a single circumstance where you've introduced me. <laughs> I'm just mad to get mad. Well, I introduced the podcast. <laughs> no, oh, man. That was how, awesome. How you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Are you? Yeah, I had a good you, day. You seem like it. Yeah. You got your belly full? I'm. Yeah, I had, had a huge lunch and a uh, dinner right before I came over here. <laughs> I'm very bloated. <laughs> My child asked if you wanted a cookie that she just made and you crushed her soul by saying, I appreciate it, but thank you. I am full. Yeah. And that's the first time I've ever turned down a cookie in this house. Yeah. But I was afraid I wouldn't be able to finish this beer. Yeah. If then I you ate a promptly cookie. spilled half your beer all over the table. It wasn't half you the beer. You pulled a Mark Berg. It wasn't half the beer. <laughs> it just, I, I don't know why. I just I opened it and it overflowed everywhere. Man. Probably Sarah that did that. That's what I was, I mean, I feel like somebody's been coming down here and shaking them. Like Nate's going to get this to blow up all over the place. Yeah. And it's, uh, to make matters worse, it's a hard to find beer. Yeah. You can only find it once a year. Yeah. It's usually around June. And apparently hidden in secret places in my basement too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, we uh, had some excitement here uh, this week. Oh yeah. In Daleville. Yeah. Some major excitement. This is a quiet, quaint little town. Like, that's the reason we moved here is because nothing ever happens in Daleville. You have said that before on the podcast. Yeah. And then um, apparently this week, a random, you know, vehicle pullover turned into a shootout with the police and a fugitive on the run and a giant manhunt. Like, the whole town was on lockdown because this dude was like, shooting at police and running armed and dangerous armed and dangerous it turned Crazy. out like they had helicopters helicopters and drones like circling all night over our houses and stuff like dude just shot at the police like two blocks from here that's not like, tennessee street is the street that you pass yeah, like, yeah i know it's two houses away and he was shooting at the police on tennessee street like crazy wow and then come to find out like because they hunted for him all night long and couldn't find him come to find out he'd hunkered down in someone's shed smart yeah and then the next day um someone spotted him called the police manhunt you know the chase was on again you know and then he barricaded himself inside of a vehicle and yeah that was pretty much the end of it, it was a long standoff but it was that's pretty much the end of it yeah why do you i mean clearly this isn't a smart person no but why would you hide at night and then try to get away during the day. Yeah. I, so honestly, I was telling my kids, like they were worried because they hadn't found him yet. And I was like, he's probably off in like Anderson or Muncie. Like he's probably gone. Yeah. Like the dude's not here anymore. 
turns out he was hiding here in Daleville all night long. Like we're on the interstate. How do you not just like, like disappear? Right. Like, that's what I mean. There's so many trucks getting on and off the interstate. Just get inside of a truck, get under a tarp, jump in someone's bed. (laughs) I mean, I mean, better their truck. (laughs) (laughs) No, but seriously, I mean, like it's, why would you just hide until it's broad daylight? Yeah, we have, we have two truck stops here at this exit. Yeah. Like literally within a mile of my house. They're both pilots. Yeah. <laughs> on separate sides of the interstate. It's very odd. <laughs> I was meeting someone here one time and I was like, hey, meet me at the pilot. And then I got here and I was like, which pilot? Why do you have two pilots right across the road from each other? <laughs> like literally they compete against each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, but guy, silly. Yeah. Well, and honestly, I feel like if you have a bunch of warrants out for your arrest, maybe just abide by the law. Here's the crazy thing. Do you know what his warrant was for? What? Evading uh, child support. Are you serious? Like literally. <laughs> he shot at police officers for that? Yes. His his warrant was for evading child support. I mean, I get it. I know you can go to jail. You can go to you can go to prison for not paying your child support. But like, bro. Yeah. Evading child support is what your warrant was for. You weren't even wanted for like murder or anything like that. You got in a freaking shootout with police That's- and caused a like Dude, there were so many jurisdictions here. We had, obviously, Daleville Police. We had Chesterfield Police. We had Anderson Police, Muncie Police, Eaton. Um, what were they, Eaton? <laughs> Eaton, I don't know, Delaware County. Uh, had Gaston, had State Police, had the U.S. Marshals here, mm. and we had DNR. Like, all of those jurisdictions were here. <laughs> wow. Because you're trying to run from your... Child support evasion charge. What a terrible dad. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I really don't want to pay child support. Yeah, seriously. And if I get caught, they're going to make me pay back tax or back charges on my child support. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I would rather die than pay my child support. I don't know, man. Jiminy Christmas. Yeah, I st- so I stayed home on Friday because they still hadn't found the guy. My wife and kids, understandably, were not comfortable. Yeah. With me not being here. And so, yeah, I called off work on Friday and stayed home and played protector. I had to take the dogs out. You know, instead of my kids doing their chores, like taking care of the chickens and the dogs and all that stuff, which is what, you know, having children for is for farmhand labor. Right. Exactly. That's why the Amish do it. Uh, Literally. No pun intended there. That's why they do it. Um, uh yeah it was rough man i had to rough it i had to go out and literally i was like going out and clearing the garage because our our garage is separate from the house i mean it's connected but it's separate from the house yeah and so we locked up the house and we're hunkered in the house but i'm like i mean for all i know this dude's hiding in my garage or my chicken coop or my greenhouse you know a lot of places he could hide around here so i had to go out at night and i had to that next morning super early and I cleared the garage, you know, doing my whole like GI Joe thing. I'm in there fully armed and bright strobe light. So I can blind the guy before I cap him. There you go. Yeah. And then he wasn't in the garage. I was like, okay, I don't have to shoot anybody yet. Let the dogs out. Let the dogs do the thing. I let the dogs off the chains. So I was like, all right, I got a pit bull. Maybe if this guy's out there, my dog will just attack him and kill him. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Make my life a lot easier. Because, you know, 
pit bulls are cold blooded killing machines. Like Gunner could only lick that person. <laughs> <laughs> Gunner's like the sweetest freaking dog. Every time I come in, he just licks my knuckles. Gunner is the worst guard <laughs> dog ever. <laughs> Every time I walk in, he's like, oh, my best friend's here. <laughs> Bear's more likely to do damage. Yeah. I yeah. could I could see that. Yeah. Bear's sneak in. Anyway, it was an exciting uh Thursday and Friday here. Yeah, that is exciting. That's something different and unusual. Yeah. <laughs> You're telling me, man. Yeah, that's nuts. I don't know. It was it was weird. Yesterday I got to go to the record store. It was great. What record store? Uh so there's the locked groove in Muncie. And then there's another one called Electric Crayon. Mm, I like Locked Groove better. Yeah, it used to be called Village Green. Mm. The guy sold it and then moved to Alabama. And one of his former employees bought it and then changed the name to Locked Groove. Mm. So, Electric Cran is a pretty pretty fly uh, record store, though. Picked up some cool albums, too. Yeah? Yeah, I got some Nazareth. Oh. Do you know Nazareth? Um, I know nothing good comes from Nazareth. I got some, uh, uh, who else did I get here? Got some cream. <laughs> nice. Yeah, not Creed, cream. Well, I, I can stand cream. I, I literally just wanted this to be clear. Yeah. And, you know, because Jim's gonna, Jim Steffi's going to listen to this, and it's cream, like Eric Clapton cream. Yeah. Not Creed. Yeah. Although if I had found a Creed album, I probably would have bought it. I've actually been like, I don't know. I saw a Creed album one time and I didn't buy it like on vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just blabbering now, but yeah. Exciting times. What about you? Mm. Nothing, uh, nothing like that. Um, I mean, you're used to that kind of stuff at Anderson, like shooting at police's. It's a Friday night, Anderson. Oh, yeah, standard. Um, some people in our church had to get the windows replaced on their van because they were just driving down the road and just caught some stray bullets. And that's not a joke like that. It's not uncommon. Anderson, my neighbor, was like, uh, he doesn't know how to send me a link. <laughs> He's like this old... I, God love him. He's he he's kind of like, kind of a nosy neighbor. You know what I mean? Yeah, seems like a nice guy though. He's a super nice guy, um, and I, nosy might not even be the right might not even be the right word. Um, observant, uh, and well, he does research and stuff too. So I think nosy might be appropriate. But anyway, he sent me a picture of an article where they were talking about Anderson, and it is ranked. I think it's number six on the top 10 worst cities to live in in Indiana. Mm. Yeah. It's not good. He was like, see, see where your wife brought you to? And I was like, yeah. But um, nothing crazy. Nothing out of the uh, abnormal or anything like that. Um, but Saturday... You know how sometimes you grow up with, uh, you got friends that you grew up with your whole life. And then as you get older, you kind of drift apart a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, one of my best friends in the whole world 
uh, his name is Matt, and he lives in Terre Haute. My name's Justin. What? My name's Justin. I said one of my best friends in the entire world. Oh, I'm not exclusive. Okay. Um, his name is Matt, and I grew up with him in Terre Haute. Um, he was, he's also good friends with my cousin. They went to the same church. I feel hurt. You do? Yeah. Why? Never mind. Doesn't matter. I'm not your best friend, so just continue your story. <laughs> um... So this, Matt, anyway, God dang it. So <laughs> my cousin, Steve, is my cousin. You've met Steve. I have, yeah. Um, Polish Steve. Yeah, Polish Steve. That's what we call him. <laughs> and <laughs> he had his buddy, Matt, and we met Matt in a different way, but um, we're all friends. We've all known each other since we were 12, 13. I mean, I've known my cousin my whole life, but we've known Matt. And I, Matt used to live with us. I lived with Matt for a little while, right when he first got married, which was weird. But um, <laughs> so his wife and him and their five kids Woo. came to my cousin's house. He lives um, on Eagle Creek. Nope, on Eagle Reservoir. What's it called? E- Eagle Creek. Eagle Creek Reservoir. Yeah. Okay. He lives off of Eagle Creek Reservoir, and so my brother Dave came up. And Matt and his wife and kids and my we're at my cousin Steve's house and he's got a girlfriend and I took my wife and kid over there. And I haven't seen Matt and or his wife or their kids in like three years. So it was really nice just kind of getting to hang out and, you know, eat some food and have a couple of drinks and just kind of catch up. And we all just hung out for about five hours or so, just chit chatting and having a good time. It's nice to have days like that sometimes, catching up with old friends. I agree. Yeah, it was a, so that that was a a good time. And then, of course, in the morning on Saturday, we had Bible quizzing. Ooh, Bible quizzing. So I had to go to Huntington. Uh, Huntington, of all places. Yeah. To the Nazarene Church in Huntington? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know all, it's atop the hill. Yeah. Sit right atop the hill there on Highway 9? Yep. Yeah. Highway 24? Yeah. 9 and 24 merge right there. Okay, yeah. Bunch of factories around it. Maybe it was a Huntington. I think it was. Is Huntington kind of close to Marion? Yeah. Okay, it was Huntington. Just north of Marion. You okay. take nine out of Marion and go north. Is there anything else over there that starts with an H? I mean, that's probably the biggest town in the area with the H. It's okay. probably Huntington. I thought I was on Highway 5. Uh, you take five off of... You could take five off of 69... And you can run five. That's what I did. Uh, and then take a county road over and hit nine and then up. Okay, that's what happened. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's the their Nazarene church over there. Um, I had lots of friends in high school that went to that church. Yeah? Yeah. Well. Um, did you guys go in there and dominate? We did. Good. We did, we did pretty well. I was pretty impressed with some of the kids. Nice. Um, Mia do a good? Surprisingly, she had a perfect round. Really? Yeah. It's that Rivers of Dead Babies, man. <laughs> she, she'll never forget. <laughs> you know, it'll haunt her the rest of her life. But, uh, no, we had a couple of, a couple of kids get um, perfect rounds. We did, actually, there's red level and blue level. Red level's like one to f- third grade, and then blue level's fourth grade to sixth grade. Mm. And your ranking is either you're a bronze level, a silver level, or a gold level. Or there's like the... The next one is if you're completely perfect the whole time. And in our red level, the little kids, 
there wasn't a single person under gold. Really? Yeah, we have like 15 kids. Domination. Yeah, they all got gold or better. Nice. It was insane. You got some Bible thumpers over there. And, it, you know, it's actually kind of a weirdly good feeling whenever I'm, I, I was sitting with the blue level kids because that's who usually who I quiz with and stuff. And um, if I find a question that's kind of weird and difficult, then I try to really harp on why the answer is what it is. And they don't ever pay attention to me, but I try to use word associations to help them remember stupid stuff. Not stupid stuff, but anyway, one of the questions that I had specifically spent time with them on showed up and they all got it right. I was, Man. I was very happy because I was about the dead babies. No, it was about whose house they, Jesus and the disciples went to, um, when the Pharisees were plotting to kill him. Gotcha. Yeah. It was, was that Simon the leper. Gotcha. Yeah. He's not a leper anymore. Well, he wasn't, <laughs> he was, he was made clean. He got delivered. But uh, yeah, no. Are there winners in Bible quizzing? Everyone's a winner in Bible quizzing. Everyone's a winner. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So you just travel around and don't assert dominance. Well, clearly we we did better than everybody else. Clearly. Um, but, and I've talked to Kimberly about this. I, I said, if our daughter ever gets into Bible quizzing and she gets a bronze ribbon, I'm going to take it from her and throw it away. <laughs> and I'm going to say, you don't deserve this. I don't think every kid should get a ribbon. <laughs> it's like if you get, there's 40 possible questions that you can get right, right? And if you're a 30 or below, you get a bronze ribbon. And I'm like, that should not be the case. Some kids shouldn't get ribbons. Yeah, like you're so bad at this. Right. If you want a ribbon, get better at it. That's the whole point of ribbons. Yeah. I can't tell you. I told my wife, I was like, if our kid gets in like in a softball and they try to give her a participation trophy, trash. I'm throwing it away. I'm going to tell her why she doesn't deserve it and I'm going to throw it away. I think that's how you, you start childhood trauma. I think it's how you teach kids to be strong. <laughs> I mean, I agree, but I think that most of modern day society would tell you that that's childhood trauma and that she might have to seek counseling for that later. I don't know. I don't subscribe to modern day uh, philosophy when it comes to how to raise your children. Yeah. Um, so. And I, I will say that it's easy for me to say this because I have no experience with it whatsoever. <laughs> it could come down to it and the look on her face and I'll just be like, you know what? You deserve this trophy. You tried. You, you tried. You tried. I might be like You're that. really bad at baseball, but you tried. I would like to say I'm not going to be that way and I'm going to be stern and, and try to teach her life lessons. I don't lessons. think you're going to be that way. You're kind of a pushover. You know what? I am. <laughs> yeah, people walk all over me a lot. It's a it's a character flaw. I can't say no to anyone, and I just go with the flow. Yeah, I'm a people pleaser. People pleasers get walked on. I, I mean, already I just do whatever she says, and she can't even talk. <laughs> <laughs> if she's crying, I just put this banana in your yeah. mouth. <laughs> I walk around the room and I go point at what you want. I'll give you whatever you want to stop crying. That sounds like a great way to raise a child. <laughs> the worst part is Kimberly's leaving. She has to go to like travel for work. Mm. So I'm going to be alone with her this uh, Monday. And then next week she's awful. going. I, yeah. Next week she's going to a bachelorette party in Disney with her cousin. Um, so she's been gone for like three or four days. It's just going to be me and the kid. God, you have to parent by yourself. <sighs> yeah, man. I'm thinking about calling into work. I don't you believe know. there are mothers that actually do this. Every, there are fathers too. 
every time that I've ever had to be alone with her, like for days, uh huh. I tell Kimberly, I don't, I don't know how single mothers ever do it, or single fathers. How how do you shower? <laughs> like, I mean, now it's not so bad. I can put Bluey on, and she's not like, she's not completely reliant on me. But that's been within the last four months. It used to be if she couldn't see me, it was a problem. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now I can put her in front of the TV, which I personally don't like doing that. Um, it's a great babysitter. Yeah, exactly. That's why I've told Kimberly from the beginning. I was like, I don't want our TV to become a babysitter or like a tablet to become a babysitter. I would like her to be able to use her imagination and play with play with her blocks or toys or whatever. But if I'm trying to get dinner ready, I need to get some dishes washed. It's super easy just to turn on the TV and let her zone out for a little while. Rot her brain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. We've been talking for like 21 minutes. 21 minutes about nonsense. Nonsense. Yeah, this is like the... I'm sorry. Yeah, it, it's fine. It's fine. It is what it is. Um, We should just jump right into some things that are actually related to this podcast. Um, Following up on last week, one of the things that I gave some insight on was this new fangled like rubber piece that goes in the bottom of Zippo lighters. It replaces yeah. the felt. Yeah. So I filled this up last week before we recorded. Yes. And normally within a couple of days that would all be gone, no matter how much how much or how little I smoked, it would just all evaporate and be gone. Right. So I hate I Zippo. want you to see something. I've smoked I don't know, three or four pipes using this. And you haven't put any more fuel in I it since last week. I haven't put any more week. fuel in it. There's fire, dude. That's actually insane. Right? So the neoprene gaskets seem to work I don't Wonderful. know if it's neoprene. Is that what it is? I don't know. Somebody said it once on Discord. I don't know. It doesn't feel like neoprene. It's just like a hard rubber. What's neoprene? Neoprene's like um, you know, wetsuit material. Oh, it's like, kind of like a hard rubber? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever felt a wetsuit? No. Are you like a diver? <laughs> no, a surfer, definitely. Uh, no. Uh, like waders? Insulated waders? You're not an outdoorsy person. No, I don't uh, know what that is. <laughs> I immediately thought of those mouse things. pad. You know what I'm? You, you, yeah, yeah. That that's those, neoprene. That's if it now na, na, mouse pads are kind of like neoprene. That's what neoprene feels like. Mm. And you can get it in different thicknesses for like the amount of insulation you want. This is just like hard rubber. Okay. I can't believe I had to explain <laughs> to you what neoprene is. <laughs> and I explained. I used two outdoorsy terms. And you're like, nope, definitely not. Yeah, but anyway, got me a mouth pad, mouse pad. Yeah, uh, dude, this is legit. Yeah, like guys, buy if you're a Zippo person, buy some of these. Like, I don't care if it's a Zippo for cigarette or cigars or pipes, or if you just carry a Zippo because you're a preparedness person, you have EDC a Zippo. Like, you need that product. It's like five of them for six bucks. Yeah, we wholeheartedly endorse this now. Whole, wholeheartedly. <laughs> the manufacturers are probably using slave labor in China. <laughs> Those poor Uyghurs are, you know, they can make one heck of a rubber insert though. <laughs> and that's all we care about. Hey, you know, it is what it is. Keep it cheap. Yeah, it makes my uh makes my life more convenient. But then and on the, also on the Zippo front. Okay, let me start this out by saying Mrs. Codger is not a fan of Valentine's Day. Never has been been probably will never be will never be. A fan of Valentine's Day. Right on. 
Um, I could care less. I don't care one way or the other. Uh, but I still, I know that it's like expected, societally expected that I'm supposed to do something for my wife on Valentine's Day. So I still like try to treat her a little bit special on Valentine's Day, at least get her some sort of gift. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the first time in a while, she got me a Valentine's Day gift. Mm. And she bought me this Zippo of like my favorite nose art from a plane. It's yeah. that like, uh, for those of you who don't know planes, it's like, a, it's the Mustang. Uh, for those of you that do know planes, it's the Mustang like um, nose art. Like it's basically, it's a shark essentially. Uh, it's a shark eye and a very toothy mouth. Yeah. On this OD green with rivets and stuff on it. This is a dope lighter, dude. It's very cool. That was a great gift. That's awesome. She doesn't, she usually doesn't like to buy me gifts because she says I'm hard to shop for. I think she did fantastic. Yeah. So I asked my wife um, like a week before Valentine's Day, I said, can we have a, a conversation and just kind of talk about our expectations for Valentine's Day? <laughs> um, sure that went over well. <laughs> well, because my wife's not really into Valentine's Day either. Oh, um, we're lucky fellas. Yeah. But at the same time, if she is expecting something and I don't get her anything, I don't want to hurt her feelings or, you know what I mean? But like, I, I literally buy my wife flowers at least once a month, just as a surprise. Like, I mean, I love my wife and I try to just surprise her with little things every once in a while, like a little, I mean, they're like $7 bouquet of flowers. It doesn't have to be fancy. Um, and she appreciates them, but they're like three times the price of Valentine's day. So I'm not going to buy her flowers on Valentine's day. I'll buy her the day after Valentine's day when they're all dying and, and on sale. But, um, anyway, so I was like, so are we getting each other gifts or like, are you expecting a gift? What are we doing? And she said, well, I got you a little something. And I was like, oh, you did. And she said, well, actually I bought it. And then I realized Valentine's day was coming up and I thought, oh, I'll just give them that for Valentine's day. She didn't buy me anything for Valentine's Day. She bought herself something and then bought me something that matches her. And I'm like, this isn't like a gift. You're like, oh, I think Nate would like this. This is like, I have this and I want Nate to match me. So I'm buying this for Nate, whether he wants it or not. You know what I mean? I was like, I go, oh, I'm not getting you anything then. (laughs) (laughs) But I did get her. I just got her a stupid (laughs) little thing for her desk. But, um, you know, it's it's funny that you you should say that um, because that's kind of my wife's Valentine's Day gift was from me mm. so i like to fly fish oh yeah mm-hmm. my wife also likes to fly fish she's mm. only done this a little bit yeah but we're gonna try to plan a trip to florida every year um from here on out just the we, two of you just the two of us hopefully oh, that's cool hopefully we'll see um but one thing we both realized when we were in florida it was it would have been a lot of fun to fly fish while we were there where in the ocean, there's like a in front of the condo where we stayed. There's like a lagoon with the water's just still as can be, and it's wide open. And there's other guys out there fishing and stuff like that. I was like, man, I would I'd love to fly fish out here. I thought, I thought fly fishing was like a river thing. It can be, but it can also be just fly fishing can be on still water. It can be on rivers. It can be in you the just ocean. Go fly fish can, in a lake. Yeah. You sure? <laughs> yes. All right. I trust you. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but there's a problem when you want to go fish in the ocean or any salt water. Sharks. Uh, well, yes, but 
the bigger problem that's more likely to happen is that your fishing gear, if it's not saltwater rated, will get ruined. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So I bought us both saltwater rated fly fishing rigs. Hmm. Yeah. It was kind of pricey. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. It was like 250 bucks a piece. Hmm. But I know it's something we both want to do and do together. So I was like, what the heck? You know, I, so I bought us five hundred dollars worth of fly fishing gear that we may only use once a year. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun, but you could probably use saltwater gear. You can in use it here, yeah. yeah. I, I read, um, or I didn't read, but I, I heard the story about a guy who was lost at sea. Mm-hmm. Did dolphins push him back to shore? Not this time, and they were porpoises, but not this time. In this case, this Por- dolphins are porpoises. You know that, right? Dolphins are porpoises, but not all porpoises are dolphins. But, uh, so this guy was lost at sea for like three weeks. And he, they said that he caught fish with a life jacket and sustained himself. And when he got back to shore, they said, what did you drink? And he said that he would drink seawater and then pee and then drink his urine. And he did that for three weeks. And this the thing I was I was watching was saying that the way our bodies process salt water, if you drink your urine right afterwards, then it like equals out to hydration somehow. And I don't know if it's true. I feel like I've always been told if you drink seawater. You get like you get sick, like literally vomit. Yeah, but this guy said that for three weeks he would drink ocean water, then pee, and then drink his urine, and that's how he survived for three weeks. Interesting. So, if you ever get lost at sea, give that a whirl. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You're already going to die. Yeah. Do you about that? Need to pray for some porpoises. Yeah. Did you hear about that guy that he went out on his ship and it was off the coast of uh, South America. I believe it was on the Pacific side. And, and porpoises pushed him back to shore? No. That only happened once. I'm not going to bring it up again. <laughs> so that's never going to be the answer. <laughs> he was out with like three. Did he play Mary Poppins? <laughs> I think he had three other people in on his boat with him. And he got shipwrecked. The, the ship never came back to shore they sent boats out looking for him. Everyone assumed that everyone died. And this 12-year-old kid in Wisconsin was just looking around the ocean on Google Maps using like the Google satellite maps and was looking at islands and saw where somebody had taken logs and spelled out SOS on the beach in logs from Google Maps and contacted the authorities and they had someone go look and the it was the guy that owned the boat his boat crashed and he was able to get to shore the other three people in his boat died and he drug logs out and spelled out sos on the beach and this 12 year old kid in wisconsin saved his life isn't that nuts that is nuts because how often do they update these maps i don't know because i can tell you my house i looked at google maps recently and my house on there is so outdated. Like we have the old roof, which we put on in 2020. Yeah. I used to look up my apartment in New York that I used to live at 
and they still had my uh my friend's car out front and like i could see my pillow in her car and like my books were in the back window and stuff and i used to look at the front of the house i had my love seat on the my my telescope that i had on the porch and i was like i haven't lived there since 2012 <laughs> and this was like two years ago but i did check recently and it's all changed so mm. i like if they're not updating cities like where i where i live or where you were living mm-hmm. how often are they updating <laughs> desert islands <laughs> i don't know man well i i'm wondering if there might be a difference between a street view and just like i'm talking like the aerial satellite the view. aerial view of my house is outdated yeah, I don't know, man. It you can look up the story. I didn't make it up. It's real. I'm not saying you made it, it up. happen. I, <laughs> just because there's a story about it doesn't mean it's real and that it happened. Well, I mean, you could say that. You about send me a lot anything. of harebrained stuff. <laughs> yeah, but this one had a news organization involved, like AI versions of Bigfoot. AI versions of Bigfoot. I don't know, I'm just pulling stuff out of my rear at this point. Everything I've seen you with Bigfoot is real, like. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that like probably 10% of the stuff that you send me has something to do with Bigfoot. <laughs> You're my Bigfoot guy. I, I know you'll appreciate it. I do love Bigfoot. I know. Exactly. See, you love it. I feel like Nate King's place has Bigfoot around there. I wouldn't be surprised. It's pretty remote, dude. And it's yeah. It's hilly. Yeah. Very wooded. It'd be a good spot for him. It'd be a great spot for Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me if Nate King is Bigfoot. Did you see that movie they're coming out with about Bigfoot where it's like they following a family of Sasquatches? I did, yeah. Did you send that to me? I believe I did. Yeah. <laughs> it's got like Mark Zuckerberg, not Mark Zuckerberg, the guy who played Mark, Jesse Eisenberg is in it as a Sasquatch. Okay. And it's like, <laughs> I'm like, it's, it, it looks so dumb. Like, it just looks so dumb. It's so dumb. I'm probably going to watch it. I'm definitely watching it for <laughs> sure. I'm going to watch it and then Harry and the Hendersons. I love Harry and the Hendersons. It's such a good movie. I love John Lithgow. I, I watch him in anything. I love Harry and the Hendersons. Classic, classic film. Yeah. I haven't watched that in a long, long, long time. It's a good one for the kids. Yeah, I need to watch that again. I need to play have it. it on DVD if you want it. I think we have it on DVD. Good. I just don't think I've watched it. Dude, the first time I ever watched Harry and the Hendersons, it was on beta tape. Wow. Do you know what beta tape is? Yeah, I've never seen one. I've never used one, but I know what it is. Yeah. Somebody out there is listening to this and they're like, oh my, I, we just sent them into nostalgia. Because mm-hmm. I haven't seen a beta tape since I was like five yeah, it's probably not that long ago. Probably more like 10. But my beta tape was like the thing that people used to pirate movies and TV shows on. Like every, like, cause you didn't go to the store and from what I recall, you didn't just go buy beta tape videos at like, well, Walmart wasn't around, but like you wouldn't just go to Target or Kmart and buy a movie on beta. Like you bought blank tapes Mm -hmm. and then like pirated stuff off of TV Mm -hmm. or you'd have like it playing on VHS and then you'd copy it on your beta. So my grandparents, when they moved to uh, Tennessee, when I was really little, 
in the before they moved they had a back room that was like for us kids like we could go back there and watch movies and stuff like that and they had a beta player back there and I had all these like gremlins and harry and the hendersons and stuff like that on beta and uh when they moved that was like one of the things my grandma gave to me because she didn't want to take it to tennessee she gave me her beta player and all those movies and i don't know what happened to it hmm. and now i'm sad Were they like the smaller Small, than VHS? Yeah, yeah, they're smaller than VHS. I don't know which one came out first, if it was beta or VHS. I have no idea. Um, my my grandma used to take like the old like Kodak VHS, blank mm-hmm. VHS tapes yeah. and record movies. And those were like, fun because there was always like two movies on there that she had written down the title for because the the tapes themselves were like five hours long of recording and there's always like a third movie that was like a secret we didn't know about and we would just like after the the second movie ended we wouldn't shut off the tv we'd just start playing with our toys or something all of a sudden this other movie starts we're like what is this and uh yeah my grandma had a lot of those tapes (laughs) a lot of them i actually she had this movie called tank Okay. You ever seen Tank? Mm, I don't think so. It is a wonderful film. It's got the guy who originally played Maverick in the TV show. And the movie with Mel Gibson, he played his dad. And I can't remember that guy's name. He's a very famous older actor. Um, Anyway, this guy is like a general in the army. Okay. And he gets into like a little bit of a scrap. He's at a bar and these two idiots are like basically harassing this waitress and assaulting her. And so he comes over there and tells them to quit. And they're like, what are you going to do about it? And he teaches them what's what, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it turns out they're the sheriff's deputies for the town. And this is like, kind of like a little country town sheriff runs the show. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. So they start trying to give him trouble, and he's like, I live on the base. I'm going to, like, you can't do anything to me. I'm in the army, on this army base. But they plant drugs in his son's locker at school, and they take his son to a work camp, and he's like out there with a sledgehammer, like, busting rocks, and they won't, like, he's 17 or something. Like, he shouldn't be there. So this general gets mad, and this general just happens to own a tank. So he goes and gets his tank and drives over and picks his son up from this work camp. He grabs the hooker on the way to <laughs> the chick from the bar. And so the three of them, the whole movie is about them running from the cops. They're trying to make it to Canada and they're just driving this tank and they're trying to stop him. I mean, how do you stop a tank? It's a tank. Yeah. Um, so the whole movie is about them running from the cops, trying to make it to the Canadian border. And, uh, she had this recorder on VHS from like, you know, some TV station. And I was like, this movie, we watched it a ton weird because we loved it. So I found it on DVD and then I, I was like, I'm going to watch this movie again on DVD. The version she had was from TV. The real movie is like rated R. And there was like, <laughs> there was way more stuff in it that I was like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. I was showing one of my friends from church. I was like, we had to shut this off. <laughs> Because I was a, I mean, I was like, you know, a kid. But uh, I thought I, this was gonna be like a killdozer story. 
No. The Killdozer was awesome. The Killdozer was awesome. <laughs> yeah. That was freaking sweet. Unfortunate, but sweet. <laughs> oh, man. We are so derailed. Uh, let's talk about this blend that we're supposed to be talking about this episode. Oh, yeah. Let me... Um... Yes, please get that ready, Mr. Producer Guy. You just looked that up. I had it here Mr. saved. Mr. Temu, producer guy. Oh, are we pronouncing it correctly now? Yeah. <laughs> Super Bowl taught me anything. It's <laughs> Temu. I saw so many people commenting about that online. They were like, I just learned that I've been pronouncing Timu wrong for the last year. <laughs> yeah. Temu. Temu. So this week... We're continuing our journey through Elizabethan. Mm-hmm. We started with Dunhill's Elizabethan from 2013. Last week, we enjoyed some Peterson Elizabethan from 2021. Indeed. And now we are smoking Sutliff's Match Victorian, mm-hmm. which is their match for Elizabethan. And according to TobaccoReviews.com, a Sutliff match of the legendary Murray's, after it was branded for some time by Dunhill, now discontinued Elizabethan mixture. It is a well-combined blend of Virginia's with Perique. And then the note says, this blend was made as a match for the Murray's production and not the later Scandinavian tobacco group's re-release, re-release of Dunhill Elizabethan, Elizabethan mixture. This blend was formerly known as Match Dunhill Elizabethan mixture. So I didn't do any research prior and I didn't realize that this wasn't supposed to be a match because I believe the Dunhill that we have was the first year of the re-release, which would have been the Scandinavian Tobacco Group. Oh, okay. So the Elizabethan Peterson and that Dunhill should be the same blend, whereas this one is a match for the previous blend, which was made by Murray's. Okay. It's supposed to still be similar. Yeah, so you had some circumstances on how you got this. Well, it's a bulk blend. Mm-hmm. Um, you never know how they're, how it's stored, where you're getting it from, you know what I mean? And I ordered this from uh, Watch City Cigar, and it came obviously just like in a regular envelope and in like a plastic bag. Yeah. And it's pretty dry. It's not like awful dry. Right. It's not like crispy and falling apart dry, but it's it's... It's, I mean, I like dry tobacco, actually. I prefer my tobacco dried out. Um, but, but yeah. And when I first lit it up and started, I've only smoked, out of this pipe, I've literally only smoked Elizabethan mixture. I'm, I'm still using the Christmas 2022 um, copper, copper spigot, spigot that I absolutely love. And so the only thing I've smoked out of this is Elizabethan. And when I lit this up to begin with, I was getting some flavors that I was not expecting. Yeah, same. This doesn't even taste like the same blend to me. Like, it doesn't taste even similar. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And I'm I'm going to be honest. I don't like it. I just don't like it. Really? I, not at all. I'm actually a little bit sick to my stomach from it. Um, it's as I as I guessed. This blend is a lot chunkier and. Um, not as finely cut as the Dunhill that we had. Yeah. 
um, which that has nothing to do with me liking it or not. Uh, it just was different, different to pack, different, you know, all around. Um, it is a ribbon cut. Um, I don't know, dude. I just not hitting me well. Well, it says it's just a Virginia Preak ribbon cut bulk. The same as the other ones. There's no topping or anything like that. The reviews on this is actually like kind of weirdly good. Really? It's like 3.24, which is better than some of the other matches I've had. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's just hit me different today. I mean, I know that I'm not going to judge it just off of, off of today, but as of right now in this bowl, which is the same pipe, I'm smoking it out of my Bingstra as Nate King so named it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't smoked this pipe for a week. I've literally been keeping it set aside for doing these blends. Um, and it's just not hitting me well today. I keep getting, and I there's nothing in this blend that should give me this taste. But I keep getting like an artificial cocoa flavor. I'm getting a burly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I would get from a burly. Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense because there shouldn't be any burly in it. Yeah. I was going to say that, but I was like, he'll probably think I'm crazy. I'm getting burly in this. I am too. So did we get the wrong blend? (laughs) I mean, I don't. They send us the wrong thing. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. I'm I'm getting like hints of a vapor, but I'm getting a pretty strong burly taste. I could be crazy. But I was puffing on it pretty hard, and Virginia Preaks don't usually hit me heavy. What hits me heavy when I puff hard is Burleys. Not only does it taste like a Burley, I'm sick to my stomach right now from puffing pretty hard on what I feel like is a Burley. Well, I'll tell you what we could do. I'll order it from a different place, and when we do our comparison next week, we can smoke the newest one. I'll order it from like Smoking Pipes or something. Okay. You think you can get it by then? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because okay. last week I told you I ordered it on the way here, you know? Yeah. I forgot to approve it. So I didn't actually order it until the next day. <laughs> and I still got it in time. So okay, um, shouldn't be a problem. Is it weird? Like this does not taste like anything like the same blend. I, that's, I, yeah. As I keep, I'm telling you, I keep getting like an artificial kind of cocoa flavor that's very reminiscent of Burley. Um, yeah, like almost like there is some sort of Carter Hall. Like that's what comes to mind is Carter Hall. I literally, that's why I checked it just now and I said there's no topping or anything because I, I kept thinking, did they put a topping? Did Murray put a topping on there or something? Because it just tastes so different. I don't know, man. Can I sniff it? Yeah. Let me sniff it. I put my nose in there. It smells like a Virginia Preak. It does smell like a Virginia Preak. I'm telling you, there's Burley in that blend. <laughs> Whatever that is, that has Burley in it. If it's not Match Victorian, maybe it's not. I don't know. But I'm tasting it and I'm feeling it. Yeah. Very odd. I don't know. So I don't know if, what this does to our to our to our little project here but i'm not gonna lie i kind of like it i'm digging it um well i'm I'm, i can't say that i'm not liking it 
I'm not liking it because I'm expect I was expecting something else. Yeah. Right. I was in a Elizabethan mixture mindset and I'm not getting uh, I'm not getting Elizabethan for, out of that. I mean, I'm getting I'm getting I feel like I'm getting some sweetness from the Virginias. I am getting that flavor that I personally associate with Perique. Kind of like that spiciness. Um but there's just something else. It really reminds me of that old Joe Kranz that we smoked. That was mm. like a vapor with burley in it. Yeah. It kind of, it's personally, it's kind of reminiscent to that a little bit. I could see that. It's not so Virginia Periki though, that like most Virginia Periki's give you like that, like citrusy mm-hmm. tanginess. And I'm not getting the tanginess out of this at all. None like, of that. No. Both the last two blends had like that sweet and tangy. Yeah. And I'm not getting that at all out of this. I would say this is, if this is correct, it's nothing like the, <laughs> it's nothing it's like, it's nothing the, like the others. If this is correct. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll try to get another one. Hopefully for next week, we can try and see if it's different, but honestly, I'll order it from, you know, one of the other ones and we can just use that one next week when we do our little comparison thing. Um, I don't know. Not super sciencey, but hey, we're we're winging it. Yeah. Episode 100. Episode 100. Dude, can you wrap your head around that? Like we started this as just two jokers in the basement and we were like, let's just record this crap. Yeah. And here we are still recording crap. Still recording crap. <laughs> still two jokers in the basement, still recording crap, but we've done it 99 times as of this one. Yeah. It blows my mind, dude. It's crazy. I didn't think we were going to make it to 10. (laughs) I thought we were going to say, okay, this was cool. This was cool, but it's dumb. Let's like, let's just hang out and smoke. Yeah. Because I don't think I've ever kept up with anything. Like, I mean, this is a hobby, right? Oh, yeah. um, I don't think I've ever kept up with a hobby like I have this. This and I mean, if you consider video games a hobby. That's like the only other thing I've ever been consistent with is video games. But I'm not, I'm more consistent with this because I smoke a pipe almost every single day and we do this every single week. It's true. And I, this is literally like the the hobby, the thing I'm most passionate about is pipe smoking and being able to share that with you. It's, it's, it's it's wonderful. You're gonna make me cry, man. Well, just wait till next week. I got a speech written. Oh. <laughs> That's a lie. I don't, <laughs> I don't prepare. <laughs> you guys are in for a doozy yeah. next week. We're gonna be super prepared. <laughs> yeah. We, we literally have like three or four things planned for the hundredth episode and that's it. And they're not like special they're or not they're not big. Yeah. We have a couple, uh, recordings we're going to play. We have, I tell you what, I had some ideas that I thought were fantastic ideas. Yeah. And I never acted on them in any way. I never even tried. And I'm kind of kicking myself now. I wish I would have for a hundredth episode. Yeah. It's too late now. It's too late. Oh, uh, Okay. Um, maybe next, maybe 200, you know, maybe the, maybe 200 <laughs> gives me two more years, Dude, two years. That's crazy. Yeah. Two years. We've been doing this almost. Yeah. Almost. 
I will say, I'm so excited about Mealtown. Same. It's coming up quick. Was it like three, four weeks away now? Yeah. And we get we got some stuff worked out today. We figured out our lodging finally. Yeah. I'm so stoked. Same. I'm just I got I'm I got my calendar. I'm just marking off the days. Do you? In my head, yeah. In your head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm getting very excited for it. Um just a lot of people I want to see so badly. I know. And like as it gets closer, I keep like people other more people keep saying they're gonna be there. Un- unfortunately there have been some people that we thought we're going to be there that aren't going to be able to make it. Like our buddy Russ, Russ Pickett's not going to be able to be there. Yeah. Dang it, Russ. I know. Friggin' Russ. It's stupid boss's fault. Stupid boss. But uh, the people that are going to be there, it's going to be awesome. Going to be lit. Too legit to quit. That's right. Too legit. Too legit to quit. I'm leaving that in. Good. It was from the heart. <laughs> it's from the heart. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, we got uh, Mule Town coming up. And then like four weeks after that, we have Chicago coming up. Mm. And uh, oh, about Mule Town. So I have this goal before Mule Town. Okay. I told, I've only, I think I've only told a couple people this, but my goal when I started this diet was I wanted to get to a certain weight. For by Mule Town, yeah, and I'm I'm on track to do this, dude. Really, my so I've not been shy about telling anybody this. I'm I'm a big boy. I started this diet. I was 388 pounds. Mm-hmm. I've officially lost 44 pounds as of this morning, dude. That's insane. That's so awesome. It's been not even two months. Not even two months. Yeah, I've lost 44 pounds in, in like a month and a half, dude. That's insane. Yeah. Um, my goal was to be at 325 by Mule Town, so that will have been 63 pounds lost, and I'm at 44 right now. Wow! So I need to do 19 more. That's insane. And I think I can do it. It's gonna be freaking close, if not. Wow. Yeah, I'm doing really well on it. You are doing that's incredible, man. I'm so proud of you. That's so thank that's you. So freaking cool. Thank you. I uh, I feel really good. Good. Yeah, I would too. I mean, I. I'm not going to lie. The reason that I started this was because I was having, I was having, starting to have mobility issues. I was having a hard time just walking, um, being that heavy. My feet hurt constantly. And like I got up, I got up and played at church today. Um, I played the bass at, for church and we played a five song set. Mm-hmm. And my feet didn't hurt at all. Like at all. Mm. And I don't know, like I just can't imagine say back in December, like, dude, I was having trouble walking to the bathroom mm. and I don't know. I'm just, I'm feeling really good. That's incredible. I can't talk about it enough, honestly, just cause I like, I know there are other people that were in my, I know that there are other people out there that are in a similar situation that I was before I started this. And with the results that I've seen, like not only, not just remove weight from it, like remove weight from the equation, like just the health benefits I've seen from eliminating all of that garbage from my diet mm-hmm. and um, just focusing on, you know, like even remove carnivore from it, like just removing things like seed oils out of my diet and 
um, uh, citric acid. Have you ever done any research into citric acid and how it's how it's synthesized? No. Like citric acid does occur naturally, right? In like citrus, right? But most citric acid, which is used in freaking everything, dude, like potato chips and uh bratwursts and sausages and like if you go if you go look at the store citric acid is probably almost everything you pick up it's synthesized it is a synthesized form from black mold it's terrible for you it's absolutely terrible it causes like crazy inflammation in your body really it's like as i've been going i've been like learning about these things and like as i've been cutting like when i started this diet like i was eating you know, bratwursts and, you know, prepackaged sausage and stuff like that. And like, I start learning about ingredients that are in these things. Yeah. And I'm like, well, no wonder my feet were the size of freaking, you know, elephant's feet mm-hmm. because I was eating this garbage. Yeah. I don't know. Just like a lot of things that I've learned. I don't mean to turn this into an entire topic, but I don't know. I feel free, freaking fantastic, dude. That's spectacular. Like my man. mental clarity is better. My, Blood sugar, I can I I can tell is better. I don't get afternoon crashes anymore. I can walk. Like <laughs> it's insane. My clothes are fitting better. Um, I don't know. Well, you know, honestly, I've been working out since August now, and I had a goal of a certain weight I wanted to get to by Mule Town, mm-hmm. and I am on track. If I keep going the way I'm going now. I will not even be close. To it. <laughs> I have lost a freaking pound, man. <laughs> you went to Five Guys that you told yeah. me about. <laughs> Dude, that Five Guys was so good today. You told me about the burger you got from Five Guys, and I was like, in my head, I was like, well, that were all your workouts for the week. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But holy cow. <laughs> and it's, I wasn't going to say it, but since you said it, I'll say it. It's so terrible, dude. Like, Every time I work out, when I'm done working out, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm changing. I feel good right now. It's like I'm only going to eat healthy stuff from now on, and then I just go inside. Well, not inside. When I go inside, I just eat eggs. But when I go to work, I'm like, oh, they have nachos on top of tater tots today. I'm smashing that for lunch. Stupid. It's so dumb. I have gotten multiple people on this diet. I don't, I genuinely don't think like meat is expensive. I can tell you that I spend far less at the grocery store now that I'm just buying meat. Now, I'm not saying that this diet works for everybody. Okay. I think some people are genetically predisposed to, to be, to do this diet. I, I think that some of us can and some of us can't. Yeah. I'm one of those freaking like cavemen guys that can suffice myself completely off of meat. Um, not everybody's going to be that way, but there are a couple other people. I won't say who they are because I don't want to get their, put their privacy out on air, but I've had several people reach out to me. They were like, I'm doing it. I'm on board. Yeah. Like three people. I know one of them for sure. So yeah, they're seeing results too. Dude, this, this blend has got my stomach quaking. Yeah. It's rough. Well, I, I, I've smoked about the entire bowl now, hmm. but you want to talk about what we're drinking? Yeah, let's talk about it, dude. Oh, we are drinking. Uh, I will say courtesy of our pal, Indiana Nate. Mm. 
the one and only. The one and the only. Not the one and only idiot and Nate, but the one and only thing I've ever bought for us to oh. drink. <laughs> <laughs> Both true. Yeah. <laughs> the one and only bottle I've ever purchased for us to drink together. God, I'm a mooch. <laughs> It probably crushed your heart to actually spend the money that you spent on this. and It was pricey. <laughs> yeah, I think it was $36. <laughs> it was it really that cheap? Yeah. Oh, you said it was 60 No. Or did you lie to me? No, I told you that I was going to buy it up to 60 and then I told you that I thought it was 42 but then when I looked at the receipt, it was only $36. Nice. That's a good deal. Yeah. Eagle Rare. Age 10 years, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, 45% alcohol by volume. Eagle Rare, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The Amen. cornerstones of the birth of a nation. Amen. Epitomized by the American bald eagle. That nation has come to represent the freedom, spirit, and independence of the individual, giving the world products and innovations that are uniquely its own. One such innovation was Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Early Kentucky settlers created bourbon, the true American spirit, in the late 1700s. By practice and protected by law, no other distilled spirit adheres to standards as strict as those established for Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. And few other whiskeys can offer even a glimpse of the great whiskey making found in Eagle Rare. Eagle Rare 10-year-old Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey has a sweet, oaky nose, and full, complex body. Reminiscent of a fine port wine, this rare whiskey is best served neat or over ice. Of course, feel free to drink Eagle Rare in such classic cocktails as the Manhattan or Whiskey Sour. It is distilled, aged, and bottled by Buffalo Trace Distillery in Frankfort, Kentucky. Sorry, I put a little disclaimer there at the end and talk really fast. It was well done. Mm. Mm. I'm a filthy swine and I'm actually I poured myself a very 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 tiny pour of this and I'm just sipping on it and then I'm spitting it in another glass yeah because I uh, I'm not supposed to have alcohol in this diet and my body is currently in ketosis and being fueled off of fat and alcohol knocks you out of ketosis so Really? Or it slows your ketosis. Uh, it sl- slows things down. So so alcohol's not good for dieting? That's a joke. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> You're so funny. So, um, I did, I just took a little sip and swashed it around a bit. Mm-hmm. And I actually got a little bit of like a fruity kind of a note. Okay. Um, what kind of fruit? I was trying to figure it out. And when you, when you said port wine, mm. I, I feel like it was a little port whiny. Port whiny? Yeah. Um, but I, I'm getting a little bit of honey from it. I was checking to see. They don't use a lot of rye in this. There is a little bit of rye in it because anytime I taste like that vegetal honey flavor, I always immediately think of rice. Mm-hmm. But it's very, very like an afterthought on this one. 
I can, a little bit of honey, a little bit of a fruitiness to it. Um, it's super smooth. I'm getting like a caramelized, um, what are those little oranges that are super sweet? They're not tart. Like the cuties? The cuties, yeah. They're not sour. Yeah. They're just like sweet, sugary. I'm, I'm, I've never had this before, but like I'm, this, you mentioned fruit and like, I started looking for this like fruity note and I'm like, it's what I imagine if you like took some butter in a pan and you like sauteed cuties in some butter and you like caramelized the butter and the, and the sugary cuties. Mm. I don't know. I've never had that before, but I can imagine what it would taste like. And that's kind of what I'm getting a hint of here. Okay. When you mentioned like a fruit taste. I was like, okay, I can kind of get a fruit taste. What's that fruit taste? like it's like a caramelized fruity sweetness yeah i don't know maybe that's crazy i'm not i'm not getting any kind of like i'm not getting a lot of citrus from it i'm not getting a sit that's what i'm saying i was just i'm thinking like it's it's got a certain sweetness it's not like a strawberry sweetness it's not a it's almost tropical to a certain extent it's not a grapefruit. It's not an orange, really. I'm trying to think of something that's tropical and super sweet. Maybe banana, like a fake caramelized banana taste. Mm. I don't know. I mean, there's something be. there that's like a tropical fruit, a caramelized tropical fruit taste. I don't know. I do dig it, though. Yeah. It's a really good proof. It's right in my sweet spot. If you can find a bottle of this, it's hard to find. If you can find a bottle of it, snag it up if it's a decent price. Yeah. I'd say anything under $60, grab it. I agree. Yeah. It, I'd say it's definitely worth it. It's, it's just delicious. Yeah. I don't know why, like, I don't know why this stuff is allocated. It, it didn't used to be. It didn't used to be. Yeah. Like a uh, pandemic. I don't know if it's because of the whole shortage with the Buffalo Trace with having a Rick House burned down or what. Like Buffalo Trace itself went through like this long couple year time where basically Buffalo Trace itself was an allocated bottle because it was such in short supply. Yeah. So I'm guessing that's this. And because it's a 10 year, it's probably just not caught up with supply and demand yet. That's my guess. But you used to be able to find this on the shelf everywhere. Well, that's like Sazerac Rye was also impossible to find forever. And now you can start find it again. And yeah, I have a one liquor store where it's always on the shelf now. Nice. And I mean, it's $36, which you can find it cheaper. Yeah. it's. I think MSRP is like 28. The cheapest I've ever seen it was at Meyer on sale for $29. Okay. Um, but I mean, so seven more dollars. And I would have to say that Sazerac is probably... It's definitely top three for me as far as whiskeys. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think this is delicious. I wish it was more readily available, uh, easy to find. I look for it every time I go to anywhere. <laughs> um, but hopefully, I'm hoping that in the next couple of years, we'll start seeing more of it. Like 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 I was saying with Sazerac's kind of being a little more available now. Yeah. I'm hoping this gets to be there. Yeah, I see Buffalo Trace everywhere now. Yeah. Like it, it's almost always on the shelf. I've yeah, I have no problem finding Buffalo Trace ever. Post pandemic, it was hard to find. Yeah. It was like literally people were getting it in and they were treating it like allocated bourbon. Yeah. Which is insane to me because you can find it by the case. You used to be able to find it by the case 
at most places. So I don't know. Yeah. I think it was like a the pandemic plus they had the Rick House burned down. I think it was just like a this perfect storm that happened. Yeah. Probably a little bit of uh false. Yeah, like Rare. holding some back so that yeah. like it had this this sense of rarity. Like Nintendo's method of marketing. I don't know what what that means. Well, like Nintendo, they will only release a certain amount of something when it comes out mm. to drive up the demand. One of the, I mean, some people that are classic game enthusiasts will probably shoot me for saying this, but in my opinion, one of the worst Mario games ever made was Mario 2. And when it was released for the original Nintendo, the NES, people were waiting in line for blocks and blocks in New York trying to get copies of it because Nintendo only re- I mean it was in the 80s mm. when the Wii came out when the Switch came out when they first come out they only release a very small amount just to drive up the demand people would go in and buy Switches and put them on eBay for $700 and they bought them for 200 or even more sometimes and it's a popular marketing technique that I feel like Nintendo kind of caught on to very early in the game. You know what I wish Nintendo would do a re-release of? Let me think. Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Not a specific game. Oh. No. What? The Game Boy. Well, they kind of have the, the Switch is handheld now, so... Uh, it's not the same. I agree. I want, like, a side-scrolling handheld game. Like, they've come out with, like, plenty of, like, retro things that they've, they've put out where you can, like... What was the, um, was it Nintendo that came out with those where you could buy like the standalone things? It was like a little teeny tiny console and had like one or two games on it. Well, they have, they have them now where you can buy, it looks like an old school Nintendo. Yeah. And you just plug it straight into your TV and it's got like 90 games on it. Oh no, no. This one was by Nintendo. It was like a handheld thing and it looked like a Nintendo controller, but it had a screen in the middle and it was like oh. Mario. That's mm. all you got was Mario. Probably. I think there were some other games on there, but like the main game was Mario. Mm-hmm. And there was like one for Zelda. Mm. But I wish Nintendo would come out with like, give me a Game Boy again. Like, mm-hmm. I want those classic games. That idea that you gave me with these little things is awesome. Re-release the Game Boy. Re-release some of those classic games. Re-release the Pokemon and the Mario and the Zelda. And like, yeah. Give me a handheld game again. Have you seen the price of Game Boys, dude? No. Old stock Game Boys, insane. Hundreds of dollars. Game Boy Advanced SPs are going for like three fifty. Really? The Advanced SP, which isn't even like isn't even like nostalgic gaming. I still have my Game Boy Pocket. Do you? Yeah. I might have to buy it off you. One of the greatest games ever made is Zelda A Link to the Past. Yeah. I have that on Game Boy. That was the console between the regular Game Boy and the Game Boy Color, right? Yeah. And yours isn't the color. Correct. Okay. Which I was upset about. Yeah. It's so funny too because when I was a kid, I remember when they came with Game Boy Color and I remember thinking like, man, if they could make this where I could watch movies on this, (laughs) I would be set for life. This would be the best thing ever. (laughs) I remember thinking that when I was like 12 or 10 or 9 or something. Yeah. And now I can just watch movies on my phone. Like, (laughs) Yeah. Everybody keeps telling me like, oh, get a... You know, get a emulator and and some ROM. It's not the same, bro, dude. It's I cannot the same. I could like I've tried playing games on my phone, like with a Nintendo emulator or whatever. Yeah. If I can't physically feel the buttons and the D pad, yeah, 
I can't play them. It's not the same. It's not the same. I can't. I have to press very hard on the D-pad. I don't know. I every single Xbox controller I buy, I break. I I have I buy the two year warranty from Best Buy, mm-hmm. and I break my controller within thirty days. <laughs> I literally every time I get one, I take it home. And it's you wear out the joystick and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just from pressing too hard. Yeah, my Nintendo sixty four controllers are pretty worn out. Like they're kind of wa- the joystick's kind of wobbly. Yeah, because all this all the years of just like jamming my my thumb into it. Mario Kart sixty four is one of the greatest games that was ever. The Nintendo sixty four is one of the greatest consoles ever made. Sixty four was awesome. Donkey Kong Country for the sixty four, where you rode those little carts collecting the bananas. I don't remember Donkey Kong Country, but Donkey Kong sixty four was sweet. Where it was like the first game where Donkey Kong was like not a side scrolling game. Yeah, you're right. Donkey Kong Country was for Nintendo Super Nintendo. Was it? Yeah. Okay. So I guess Super Nintendo is my favorite console. Oh, Nintendo 64. GoldenEye? Dude, the grandfather of first-person shooters. Have you played GoldenEye recently? It, it looks awful now. No, have you played it recently? No. It's impossible. It's impossible? It's. I'm telling you, you will not be able to play it. Why? Because you control your movement and your aim with the same joystick. I don't know how we did it. <laughs> My brother and I put in GoldenEye a couple, like a year, two years ago. And we, we couldn't do anything. We were literally, we just, we were just throwing grenades. We could only spin in a circle. I don't, I, we cannot figure out how to control your guy. I don't remember. I feel like the yellow buttons had something to do with that. Like you could change your aim point with the yellow. I don't remember. It's been a couple of years since I've played it. It's been so long. I played with my girls probably five years ago. And they are not good video game players. My girls have hardly ever played video games. They've played the Wii a little bit and we have an Oculus and they play that. But like as far as playing a console game, they've not really been traditional console game players. Yeah. Um, We're trying to remedy that. We're actually talking about creating a space. We're decluttering. Uh, So we're talking about creating a place down here that we can put up a shelf and have all my old consoles set up. So you just got to change the switch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, And let them play some nostalgia games, you know. I feel like I might have mentioned this on here before, but my plan has always been if I ever had a kid, which I have a kid now, obviously. But my plan was always to be when they're like four years old, four or five, Mm. I'll let them start playing the Atari. Little Pitfall, little Pong, Space Invaders. Tank. Yeah. I have have an Atari and I have a ton of Atari games. And then when they get to like seven, Eight, then they can start playing the NES. OG. When they get to 10, we'll go to the SNES, the Super NES. When they get to 13, 64 time, baby. Yes, Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Dude, I have Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Me too. (laughs) It's phenomenal. To this day, it's a spectacular game. (laughs) Then from there, we're going to be doing Halo 1 on the Xbox when they get around 14, 15 years old. Nice. I'm going to make them appreciate the same gaming through time. See, I had, before I had a Super Nintendo, I had a Sega Genesis. We were Nintendo people. Um, It was the first console, actually, that I got to play with as a kid. Yeah. Sega Genesis. Sega had a couple of fantastic games you could not get on Nintendo. Sonic was, was legit. Sonic was okay. That's not even one of the ones I'm talking about. Uh, Madden. 
I think it was like Madden 94. Road Rage? I don't remember Road Rage. Not Road Rage. What was it called? Um, maybe Road Rash? No idea. You You raced motorcycles, but you could get like a chain. And when you got next to somebody, you start hitting them with the chain to okay. knock them out of your way. They had this game called Pigskin Foot Brawl. And it was football, but like the audience would throw weapons onto the field. <laughs> and like as you're running down the field, you could pick up like an axe and kill people or like just pits would open up and you'd fall through the pit. Um, it's like celebrity deathmatch, but football. Yeah. Nice. They had one for hockey like that too. I don't remember what it was called, but... Sega had a, a couple of really good games. I was a Sonic man. I liked Sonic the Hedgehog when I was a kid. Yeah. It's like Mario, but you could jump higher and you could spin and go fast and Yeah. Collect rings. Yeah, instead of coins. Yeah. I don't know. But that's where I, my love for Madden. Honestly, that's where I started to understand understand football was playing. I didn't even get into football as a kid, really, until I started playing Madden. Mine was Tech Mobile for the regular Nintendo. Yeah. That's where I started. I think it was, I, I don't remember what Madden it was. I think it was Madden 94. Yeah. Which would have put me about eight years old. Um, but yeah, we're like way off track now, but we, this, we, this whiskey was we delicious. We just dove into nostalgia. <laughs> Sorry. How did we get there? Um, Russ, help us out here, buddy. <laughs> started on. I know we started with Game Boys. <laughs> you said you wanted a regular Game Boy. I have no idea. Dude. I have no idea. That's a long rabbit trail, but it was good, dude. I mean, that's that's what we do for Adam. That's what we do. Yeah, this is who we are. <laughs> it is who we are. We're literally. We just literally talk to each other <laughs> about nonsense. Yeah, we drink whiskey. We drink good whiskey usually. Well, I drink you just spit it out well not today i can't i'm sorry do you mean to fail my diet and not make my goal by mule town kind of i mean i'm not making my goal by mule town. <laughs> no i want you to succeed i'm just kidding last year the most embarrassing picture of my life was taken at mule town really yeah most embarrassing picture of my life was taken at me at mule town last year <laughs> you've not had some embarrassing pictures taken of you then the picture that neil took of us with the, it was like our where silhouettes. Our bellies were touching. Our bellies were touching. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. I knew my belly was big, but I didn't realize my belly was that big. Dude. It was the most embarrassing picture I've ever seen in my life. One time I was playing World of Warcraft at my computer desk, drinking whiskey and Diet Coke in my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> and my brother took a picture of me from behind and I didn't know it. And I almost cried. I was like, you have to delete this picture, dude. <laughs> now that's an embarrassing picture. <laughs> Listen, I've been in show choir. I've worn pink, pink tuxedos, sequin shirts, like you name it. Those I've... all sound awesome. <laughs> the most embarrassing picture I've ever had in my entire life was that picture. Like it was a our, legit picture. It was a good picture. I like how our bellies were almost touching. Like <laughs> our faces were three feet apart. <laughs> and our belly buttons were kissing. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> it was so bad. I was so embarrassed that it got posted on Instagram and all like 42,000 of Neil's followers saw that picture. And I was just like... <laughs> 
It was the background of my phone for months. What's crazy is like, I don't know. It's the stupid thing in my head. It's like, I see a picture like that. And I'm like, I don't want people to see me like that. I'm like, that's what they see when they look at me. Why am I so embarrassed? Yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean though. Cause it, the thing is you don't ever think about yourself. Like you don't ever think about yourself looking like that. Like, right. I mean, I know I'm fat, but in your head, like when I'm walking down the road or I'm like walking into work, you know, I, I imagine what I look like and then I see a reflection. I'm like, Oh my God, like <laughs> I need to go back into the gym. <laughs> I actually had one of my employees. This was brutal. He said, uh, you know, I've heard the camera adds 10 pounds. He said, it looks like you ate 20. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. It was brutal. It's not nice. It's not nice. Yeah. He's not wrong, but yeah, I don't know. Well, I didn't really get started on this. I honestly, I didn't get started until this January, but like, I can tell you that moment when I got that picture taken, or when I saw that picture, it was like a pivotal moment. I was like, I don't want to look like that next year at Mule Town. And then when January got here, when December got here, I was like, I'm going to look like that. I'm going to look worse than that at Mule Town this year if I don't do something. Yeah. So I ain't going to come shredded, guys, but I'm going to look different. I'm going to look different. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look the exact, probably worse, to be honest with you. We can get you. closer this year. Our bellies can be a little bit closer together. Yeah. Which means our heads will be a little bit. We'll fit in that frame now. That'll be something. <laughs> That'll be something. Oh, man. We should start wrapping this up. But uh, reminder, next week, episode 100. 100. 100. We're going to be drinking Blanton's. We're cracking a bottle of Blanton's with the N on it for Nate. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, we're going to be doing our Elizabethan comparison. We're going to be playing some of your guys' sound clips you guys have sent us. And uh, probably just doing a lot of uh, reflecting and looking back and hitting on some highlights. Um, if things we've seen in the last two years, things we've done in the last two years, things we've experienced, people we've met, we've talked to and grown to love and friends that we've made, that kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, we'll be highlighting um, in a segment those that have come alongside us and been partners for our show and financially supporting us through buymeacoffee.com forward slash pipes, pours, pals. Um, but if you'd like to uh, get a, a voice clip to us. You can leave us a voicemail at the pipeline, and that is 209 Mrs. Pipe. That's 209 677 7473. We'd love to get your introductions, your, you know, I can't say we're going to play introductions next week. We'll probably have one. Um, if someone wants to try to send us a uh, 100th episode themed yeah. introduction, that'd be kind of sweet. Oh, yeah. We're only going to be able to pick. I guess we could play a couple of them in a row. We have we have a few backed up already. Yeah. But so if we had a specific 100th episode introduction. We'd let them cut in line. Yeah, we'd let them cut in line. Okay. That's we can't fair. play it for the 105th episode. No, that's true. So, so if you want to leave us a 100th episode introduction, then you're pretty much guaranteed to get it played next week. Yeah. Um, Unless it's bad enough that we're just like, I can't play that, bro. Yeah. So the, the people that have already left us introductions and messages, we are going to be getting to those. Obviously, 
normally we're only going to yep. play one an episode. Yeah. So we do appreciate it. Keep sending them in. Keep calling. Um, the pipeline. The pipeline. We freaking love it. 209 Mrs. Pipe. 209 Mrs. Pipe. I love that. Yeah, she's hot. <laughs> <laughs> you can reach out to us at pipespoorsandpals at gmail.com. You can reach us on Instagram at pipespoorsandpals. You can reach nate at indiana nate you can reach myself justin at the coffee pot codger if you'd like to send us some snail mail you can write to us at p.o box 432 daleville indiana 47334 that is in the show notes along with all those other ways to contact us got anything else buddy i think that's it all right sign our y'all